Hello and welcome to Parley, our weekly discussion podcast. I'm G Sampat, the Hindu's social affairs editor and your host for today. Each episode of Parley dwells on one question from recent developments. This week, we are looking at something that's both puzzled and disturbed observers worldwide. Over the past month, India has seen a really virulent second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic with record numbers of new cases every day. But at the same time, states that held assembly elections have seen week after week of mass rallies by political parties. In most of these rallies, especially in West Bengal, where campaigning is still on, basic COVID protocols such as masking and physical distancing are widely flouted. So here's the question for this week. Given the terrifying surge in COVID cases and the fact that mass rallies are super spreader events, should election campaigns be restricted to virtual mode, at least until the pandemic is firmly behind us? Our guests today are Sanjay Kumar and Nilanjan Sarkar. Sanjay is a political analyst, sophologist and co-director of the Lokniti Research Project at the Center for the Study of Developing Societies, Delhi. Nilanjan teaches political science at Ashoka University and is a senior visiting fellow at the Center for Policy Research, Delhi. Sanjay, Nilanjan, welcome to Parley. Thank, Thank you, you Sampath. Uh, let me start uh, with, a que- with a generic question. Uh, I'll start with you, Sanjay. So, uh, from an electoral perspective and also from a public health perspective, I mean, as someone who's been watching these uh, assembly elections closely, do you think the campaigns could have been made uh, strictly virtual in view of the pandemic situation? Uh, I'm not sure whether the situation when the elections were announced uh, required election commission to make an announcement that the entire campaign would be virtual. I think all what election commission needed to do was to make sure that the people are wearing masks. Leaders are actually wearing masks. The problem at the moment is that if you look at the pictures of the rallies, even the political leaders are not wearing masks. How do you appeal to the people to wear masks and maintain social distancing? I'm not talking about social distancing, at least about wearing masks. I'm not in favor of uh, whether election commission should have anticipated and they should have announced, made an announcement right at the beginning that no mass rallies, only virtual rallies. I don't think that was needed when the time when election were announced. But yes, strict protocol needs to be followed, uh, the COVID protocol, when the campaigning is on. Okay. Uh, Nilanjan, you've traveled in Bengal recently and you've actually seen how these rallies have happened and, you know, the kind of campaigning which has been going on. And I'm sure electoral officers who are on the ground would also have been watching what's happening. And do you think, uh, do you agree with Sanjay that, you know, there was really no need uh, for election campaign to sort of step in and do something about it? No, I I, I mean, so I, I I think even Sanjay would agree that once things got bad, perhaps there could have been uh, some consideration of protocol. But I agree that when the election calendar was announced, it simply wasn't perhaps in the brain space. I think just to clarify the argument a little bit, I mean, I think, if one is to think about virtual rallies or you know some such strategy, that doesn't mean that in-person campaigning has stopped, right? There will still be canvassing. There will still be the kind of work that party cadres do. Um, and so uh, I do think that as things got out of hand, I agree with Sanjay that um, at a minimum, 
those political actors over which the election commission had some power, you should have demanded that protocols were being followed. Um, I think that, uh, you know, banning of certain kinds of rallies or limiting the size of certain kinds of rallies uh, could have been considered. Um, because as I said, so much of the campaign is actually not in rally form, right? So much of the campaign is scatters going to people's houses and small little meetings. Um, and those, uh, you know, it's unlikely the election commission would have or even could have clamped down. Okay. Uh, Nilendan, you just said that so much of the campaign is not in uh, in rally form. And that's an interesting observation because uh, I mean, how, how important or how essential really are these uh, public uh, rallies in terms of the overall uh, you know, campaign communication mix? I mean, why are they so necessary? You know, you, if you want to communicate your, uh, your candidates plus points or your manifesto, there's, there are n number of ways. What, what is this need to gather a crowd and then, you know, give your spiel? Why is it so important? So, you know, I traveled quite a, quite a bit in Assam and West Bengal this time. I believe Sanjay uh, did as well. Uh, you know, it is still the case that the average person on the ground does talk about who has shown up to rallies, how big are the rallies, how much energy is created in rallies. I mean, that does have um, political impact on the ground. Yes, there are other forms of media. There's television media, but of course, television media isn't as localized as rallies will be. Uh, there is social media, but social media is, of course, restricted to the very few people who have individualized access to a, to, to a smartphone and have enough functional literacy to be able to engage in social media, right? So that's a very small percentage of the population. So it is still the case that parties do use rallies to build some kind of energy. The other thing, you know, this sort of scholars often talk about the other role that rallies play for political parties is that they are a tool to energize the party cadre because you have to aggressively get people to a rally, right? Um, and in fact, the strength often of a party cadre or individual party workers is associated with their ability to get people to rallies, right? So they, 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 they serve a certain function for the party. Um, so, I, you know, I do think that rallies play an important part in both communicating with the voter and within the internal logic of a political party. That being said, we are in extraordinary times. Uh, you know, I was just looking at the R values, right? This sort of, you know, onward infection rate uh, for both Assam and West Bengal. Now it's above two, uh, which is extraordinarily high levels um, and quite scary levels. So some kind of extraordinary action perhaps is needed. Uh, Sanjay, would Som you like to add uh, yeah, something to this? Yeah, Sampath. Uh, see, Sampath, I do believe that the crowd which turned at these big rallies don't necessarily vote for the party, uh, uh, party uh, of which they are attending the rallies. But rally has an important role to play. Look at how the election is being contested in West Bengal, largely in West Bengal, in some other states as well. It is not only a contest between the candidates on the ground. It is not the contest between the big leaders. It is also a mind game which is going on. You have to psych your uh, opponent. And in psyching, you have to create a perception. And that perception is that you are winning. Lot of crowd is with the candidate. People are actually supporting. People are want, you know, to, to vote for a particular party. And 
this can only be created this psych this perception this whole whole aura can be created uh, through the huge crowd and the crowd can be gathered only if there is a big rally or or public meeting so public meeting create helps in creating a perception in favor of a party or against a party uh, because people do talk about uh, generally in in the in the in the in their houses in in the street corners and we also talk about these things in tv studios and such platforms that the crowds are not see, they are not seen in uh, the rally of a particular political party it means that the party may be losing so this perception game is very has become very important in order in order to create a perception that the party has a huge support these rallies are playing an important role okay so what you are saying is that rallies are important from the point of view of optics and you know how you are using optics to build a particular uh, absolutely narrative. to build the optics absolutely sir to build that optics that the party is winning there is a huge support in favor of a party or huge support in favor of a candidate or the leader is very very popular how do you show that unless until you are able to show the uh, the crowd uh, that cannot be shown on a online platform very difficult why i mean you can show it say uh, when you when when recently uh, a leader shared a youtube video and there were like a more number of uh, what should i say dislikes or does you know the downward pointing thumb than the upward pointing thumb there's a number of retweets and the number of uh, uh, shares are also an indication of a particular leader or a party's political party i mean you don't think this can serve as some kind of a, a substitute to build a similar kind of uh, optics i i think there are different kinds of world the people who are in twitter they have a different they belong to a different section people who are in facebook and you cannot even compare with the kind of people who come for the big rallies uh, twitter facebook and other social media platforms are no substitute for the kind of aura the kind of perception the kind of optics you can create when the echo takes place when the leader says something and there are lots and lots of clap that cannot be replaced i am not i am not saying that you know there should not be any restriction on camp, on rallies or campaign don't uh, don't uh, misunderstand me that i am not advocating that in the current situation uh, there should not be restriction but i am saying there is a rallies plays an important role when elections take place okay uh, nilanjan would you like to add something on this uh, this rallies versus optics equation No, no. I mean, so I, so I actually completely agree with with Sanjay on this, right? That uh, you know, you are dealing with a certain segment of society that, as I mentioned, is unlikely to be reached by social media, right? As I said, you have two means tests in social media. You have to have a smartphone. You have to have functional literacy. You have to be in, often young enough to be engaged in social media. So you're definitely reaching a very different segment of the population in a rally. Um, also, you know, feet on the ground. uh you know the shopkeepers are seeing it right there's a certain local economy around a rally right and you see it anytime you go to a rally and uh you know this local economy then spreads you know this is what things look like this is what the sales were like this is the number of people that were there this is the kind of energy that was there um and that is very very important uh to a local campaign and it said you know rallies are taking place in constituencies in key locales right so these are very constituency specific effects right the kinds that the sort of blast of a media doesn't doesn't pick up right 
so, so uh, I, uh, one second Dylan. let me just uh, stop you there because uh, the, i mean i wanted to ask you something on this particular point about this local element of rallies i mean uh, you you you've traveled in bengal uh, recently and 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 one of the things i've read in newspapers and in, and and also seen some videos uh, is is that uh, there is this busing of people from other places you know in bengal i've heard that people have been busted in from uh, from places other than the the constituency where the rally was being held to make up the numbers so uh, so it's not completely a local phenomenon is it it's, if if it's primarily about building optics you build optics by getting crowds from wherever you can get crowds from and we yeah. know that buses have been used uh, to get people from far flung places as well so to what extent is this local local no no so i i agree with you completely right i mean obviously there are all kinds of ways of manipulating the optics um but the point is that the event is still taking place locally and it is something that even the poorest segments of society can plausibly participate in or feel the energy of right and that is very different uh, than some of the other forms of media that we're talking about now that being said as i said there are other forms of direct cater outreach to the vulgar right beyond these forms of social media so Uh, you know it isn't that outreach to certain kinds of voters is impossible without rallies it is one way of doing so it is one way of building energy around your campaign um so so i mean th- that's the only sort of distinction that i would make uh, but i do think that this local element having a rally near the village that you live in is impactful for optics and 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 i, I mean i agree with sanjay fully on on, on that side Uh, on the speaking of this uh, this this economic uh, aspect and the local economy i mean is is there is there another reason why uh, rallies are found to be uh, irreplaceable is is i mean we know that there is a lot of exchange of cash happening you know uh, I mean, there there are people are paid uh, to get uh, you know there there, are, there is there is an economy around rallies which is about uh, transportation about food you know about uh, so many other things Uh, where you you coordinate between your local party uh, big wigs and so on and so forth so is this economy uh, too critical uh, to be discounted is it one of the reasons why uh, parties would would really want this to happen because it's also an occasion for uh, for small livelihoods and for money to be made uh, sanjay you want to uh, chip in on this no i think this kind of an economy could be maintained even without doing a rally uh if money has to be distributed to party workers or to the voters that can be done without uh, uh without organizing a political rally uh political lead the uh, local level political leaders of different parties could even meet their leader so but a different kind of an economy economy of the, it it does help in uh it does help in sustaining the local economy and which is about you know the tent house bringing in chairs all kinds of things to be arranged Uh, when a big rally is taking place, the flags, posters, etc., and all these people who are engaged in putting up these big samyana tents and arranging for the big rallies, they are all paid. Uh, the people who uh, you know bring all kinds of stuff, the flags, etc., and they put it at different places, they are all paid. So it is it helps in different kind of an economy, but that's not the reason why rally should take place. uh there is a political reason to that i don't think political leaders are so uh, kind to helping the local economy that they they need to hold the rally to sustain the political economy i don't think that's the logic which works right so no, i i agree completely i mean the only other thing that i'd just quickly add 
uh, and I think we were skirting around the issue, but at least my sense, I don't know if Sanjay agrees, which is that, um, you know, the TMC is a party that has quite a bit of ground presence when you travel. The BJP's ground presence is fleeting. It is far more dependent upon being able to demonstrate that it commands space with rallies, and the BJP is very good typically at holding rallies. Um, so one of the things that we shouldn't be blind to is that there are certain inequalities between parties and the relative need to hold rallies in order to run a successful campaign. So are you, are you then suggesting that in, in the case of, in the specific example of Bengal and uh, where, where, for example, right now, uh, Rahul Gandhi has uh, called off campaigning and the left has already done so and Mamata Banerjee has sort of curtailed her campaigning to a large extent, but only the BJP is insisting on carrying on with rallies, but now with a limited number of 500 or whatever. You're saying there is a compulsion which is to do with the specific uh, strengths of the BJP or its weaknesses, which is compelling it to uh, continue with rallies, whereas others have less of a problem in terms of doing away with them. Is it what you're saying? Yeah, I think that the TMC certainly has a comparative advantage in the strength of its local cadre. Uh, I mean, the BJP, to, to, to be fair, I think Sanjay referenced this earlier, uh, you know, it's not that all of its rallies have been particularly successful. Um, and that's been a challenge for the BJP campaign. Um, but uh, it is the case that when you don't have that kind of uh, minutiae, uh, you know, at, at, at command, and, and there are a couple of reasons for that. The BJP is a new entrant. It's also taken in a lot of defectors from, you know, all sides not just CPM, which a lot of people know about. So it's a very unwieldy force on the ground. It's not organized. Uh, so it does require this sort of energy that comes around having a lot of these leaders come. And you can see it in the strategy, right? Any and every sort of major central leader has actually shown up uh, to Bengal for some rally or the other, right? Um, it's been in that way important for them to bring big names, even big actors like Mithun Chakravarti, right? To, to put together people to build energy around their campaign in a way that I don't think uh, is required for the TMC or even the CPM or, or you know, whatever is left of the CPM. Uh, Sanjay, you would agree with this uh, uh, analysis here about uh, how the BJP is uniquely placed? Because I mean, I, I think even TMC, uh, Mamata in particular, has said something uh, similar, but from a different vantage point where she has argued that the reason you've had eight phases in Bengal uh, where you were in a similar states in, in other parts of the country, you, you've had these kind of elections in a, on a single day, is because uh, you need time to have so many rallies in so many different constituencies, which which is a specific requirement of the BJP and not so much of the other parties. Is that is that a fair th fair assessment to make? See, I don't think that uh, parties which have a very strong party cadre and a party which has a lot of presence on, on the ground would not like to hold rallies because they know that they have a lot of support at the ground and they can win the election uh, without even holding the rally. All political parties want to hold rally. But the party which is uh, what we call in Hindi, uh, if uh, it is a half-empty vessel uh, and if you drop a coin, it, it, it creates a much bigger noise compared to a vessel which is full of you know, something. If you drop a coin, it doesn't create sound. That kind of a comparison, we can talk about different political parties, the way different political parties are uh, organizing rallies in West Bengal, particularly because West Bengal election is still on. Uh, so the party which would have a solid backing at the ground, a lot of workers on the ground, and the, if the party get a sense that 
the supporters are there on the ground they would still hold the rally but they may not make an extra effort to create that buzz to create that loud noise but the party which is not very confident of having the supporters which is not very confident of having the party workers at the ground level the voters at the ground level they need to create that buzz much uh, the urgency for this this kind of a party to create the buzz is far more uh, important compared to the party which has a more solid ground that is why in this competition we see lots and all, lots of rallies being held in west bengal by uh, all the political parties okay so now i mean i think it's fairly clear that uh, there is there is there is a lot to be said uh, for the political uh, you know value and electoral mileage one can extract from from mass rallies but let's flip it over from the other side and 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 ask the question like let's say i mean today whether you like it or not we have a, a severe uh, pandemic situation and electoral public rallies are uh, there is no doubt about it super spreader events so let's say we have an election commission which which takes a stand or which at least takes a moral position if not uh, you know an actual uh, executive position that uh, these kinds of rallies are not on because of uh, threat to life and so on so would would a virtual campaign being made mandatory uh, privilege certain kinds of candidates or parties rather than others i mean would it would it would it sort of favor would it queer the political pitch in some way uh, sanjay you want to go first uh, no certainly uh, if election commission makes a rule that the rallies will be only virtual uh, it it is uh, it is it goes to the disadvantage of the candidates who are from uh, deprived social socio economic communities and also candidates who are in the rural india it is also uh, a disadvantage for those voters who are in the rural india because we all know we keep talking about you know uh, online things etc but internet penetration is very uneven if we look at different kinds of localities even in the urban areas even in the big cities uh, in different places uh, we see that the internet connectivity is not that great so that uh, it would it, there is already we keep talking about role of money power in indian elections and how a wealthy candidate is always not always but at most of the time is placed better compared to a candidate who uh, don't have adequate money to spend so the contest becomes uneven if the election commission yes that kind of a contest uh, that kind of an unevenness will be minimized but it will create another kind of an unevenness uh, with regard to access to social media access to internet and also ability to use this new technology to their advantage so it is not going to be fair for all the candidate it will not create a level playing field for all the candidates okay con- considering that uh, you know you I mean organizing a public rally and you know getting whatever 25 helicopters to fly your leaders around the state costs a lot more money i mean one would have thought that it- A, a, a mandatorily virtual campaign would sort of make it a more level playing field you don't think uh, it would make it a, because digital campaigns are cheaper at the end of the day i mean right i mean, I mean you, it, it doesn't cost as it, much it will make it will it will make the level it will create a level playing field in one aspect which is about the money but there are other aspects also you have a team say suppose there is a team playing cricket and a hockey uh, so you if if one player uh, you know you need everyone to play uh, in a similar manner everyone you need everyone's ability to win the match uh, so if you have a weak 
wicket keeper or a goal keeper and you have all the players who are very good and you know the wicket keeper or the goal keeper is not able to you know, uh, uh, stop the ball similarly you can we can create level playing field in one aspect which is the money but there are other aspects in which unevenness will be created so i am not saying that uh, whether it would be more uneven compared to the unevenness which is created by uh, different levels of economic prosperity but this will also create an uneven playing field for the candidate uh, yeah. candidates are not candidates are not uh, even ready for that and thinking of an virtual campaign in the middle of a campaign because this is the discussion going on in west bengal should election commission not order for a virtual campaign in the middle i don't think in the middle it should be desired if election commission had thought about that that should have been done right at the beginning not in the middle of the campaign because then it will be completely completely disadvantages for the candidates who are not at all prepared they don't have the infrastructure yeah so i, I just have one small thing to add to that i, I agree completely with sanjay right that you know uh, while you may even out certain kinds of economic disparities you are certainly uh, creating other disparities right so uh, in so far as as i mentioned earlier you know the bjp might require the ability to do certain kinds of larger events in order to gather attention in places where it's had a hard time breaking into if we believe just as an example if the tmc has an advantage in local cadre the fact that virtual rallies do not have the same impact locally that in person rallies do would advantage the tmc and the strength of its local cadre if that happens to be the the condition on the ground right so that's the kind of disparity that is being created um so i i i think that in some of these places where the reach of a virtual uh, you know not kolkata right but maybe some other places where the reach of a a a virtual rally might be less uh there you know there would be concerns of creating disparities in favor of whichever party organization is stronger on the ground and as i mentioned you know i mean i mean it just because you ban rallies doesn't mean in person political activity stops only a certain kind of in person political activity stops so you are saying that even if uh, if 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 campaigns are made uh, mandatorily virtual it would still be a kind of an hybrid campaign you I mean you can still do door to door campaigns or is it not allowed i'm not sure how that works i can't imagine that the, it, it would be enforceable to stop door to door campaigning and the, the way in which people do door to door campaigning I can't imagine that uh that that would be feasible uh for 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 the election commission to 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 hold okay but but does does the election commission I mean I think its powers are sort of uh, enumerated under article 324 does it I mean if you I mean Sanjay you said earlier that uh, it can't really um, order a virtual campaign in the middle of uh, an election uh but but let's say uh Uh, the the pandemic situation sort of continues the way it is in, in by next march but does the election commission have the powers to say no it's going to be only virtual campaign for this next assembly election can it say can it does it have the mandate to do that yeah just to clarify i didn't say that election commission doesn't have the powers i said it would be unfair to change the nature of campaign in the middle of an election so that election commission should not attempt that election commission should not do Uh, right, under article right. 324 of the indian constitution while i have not looked at it very carefully but i don't think that any uh, election commission has the powers to uh, set terms and conditions of the campaign 
how the campaign should take place yes if the if the terms and conditions are very harsh political leaders may may come and appeal uh, political parties may appeal they may appeal to the who knows they may go to the court against the decision of the election commission but i think election commission has the powers to set rules for how the election has to be conducted uh, you know uh, one decision election commission has already taken in the middle of the campaign the campaign normally stops 48 hours before the polling now it is getting stopped 72 hours before the polling so that kind right. of a decision i think election commission is empowered to take a decision set the terms and condition of how the campaign should take place when the nomination has to be filed but all this should be done before the first ball is bowled in in again in the giving an example of cricket uh, you can't change the rules when you know uh, one team has already batted uh, half the election has already been over in west bengal so as the the rules cannot be changed in the middle of a cricket match or a hockey match or a football match similarly rules should not be changed in the middle of an election if all the candidates have been allowed to do campaigning address big public rallies i think the remaining candidate should also be allowed but nobody prevents election commission for being strict on following and asking political leaders to follow covid norms that should be done that nobody prevents election commission from doing that so i think in this respect election commission has been very very weak they have not even given any instruction they have not even issued any you know um, uh, notices to the candidates who are roaming around moving around and doing campaign without using a mask yeah i i think that we're also just to just sort of add on to what sanjay think we're, we're now starting to understand a new reality which is that you know in some sense the idea that the election commission wields uh, you know sort of police powers and and certain you know rule making powers during elections is predicated upon the idea that when elections happen everything else stops unfortunately uh, you know illnesses don't stop coronavirus doesn't stop and we have to sort of think you know to what extent does the election commission even have the capacity to think about what policing powers look like in an era of coronavirus you know and maybe it's time for us to think about when there are situations of calamity when there are other things that are happening alongside an election how does one even think about the security policing infrastructure right so you know if we are to even think about in any genuine sense the kind of measures that other states are putting right now given that coronavirus is going out of control you know we have to sort of think through how much that is now being compromised because there's an election ongoing in west bengal and uh, you know if it comes to pass that we are in election mode again i hope that there's some more thinking about what are the relative statutory powers what are the relative policing powers that can actually get us out of this kind of trouble and that can sort of you know not make us completely dependent upon the election commission which has no specialty to do this kind of work right to try to get us out of a coronavirus like situation right in that in that, in that case i mean where does the decision uh, come from if not from the election commission does it come from the central government or like 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 at the end of the day i mean i guess we are we are weighing two different uh, two different considerations one is of course uh, democracy where you 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 need a new uh, government in place once 
the tenure of the existing one ends and on the other hand you're talking about uh, loss of life you know a preventable loss of life that to where you you the, the, the moment you decide yes i'm going to hold elections you're also taking a decision which uh, which uh, which measurably is going to result in loss of life because of spread of infections and so on so there is a big uh, there's a lot at stake here both at the human level and also at the political level in terms of uh, rights and uh, democratic rights in particular so how does one even begin to weigh these two considerations because they come from two different uh, worlds altogether uh, i mean i think it's it, it's it's an incredibly difficult question and we have to think about um what the security architecture of india looks like at the time of elections right um perhaps the only way to do it is to genuinely say well we can't have it because we're too afraid that either the central and the state government will be too biased in its bureaucracy and simply when conditions are not uh you know appropriate for mass gatherings to not be holding elections if we're unable to change our architecture of having the election commission run elections full stop even in the middle of sort of an outbreak like this um i think this is completely undesirable right this is not good for the election commission yeah. either this is not good for the credibility of the election commission either right um, so are you saying that we should not have elections in the middle of a pandemic can we take that stand that it's it's basically senseless to have this kind of especially in election in india you know you don't have online or digital voting you have to i mean you, i mean actually you could even uh, present say uh, come up with two options one you just do whatever you want to do virtually and then people just go and vote that's it or you don't have elections i mean why can't we just uh, have work with these two options why do you need to have a full blown campaign and all that so i i agree completely i mean i think look i mean i'm maybe a little harsher than sanjay on this that I agree that in the middle of a campaign you can't change anything. Once the rules have been set out, those are the rules. Um but let's not pretend that this wasn't somehow in the background that uh coronavirus could come back in a very serious way. And for whatever reason, choosing an eight phase election at this time was just playing with fire. Um and you know, unfortunately it looks like we're getting burned, right? And these are considerations that need to be taken seriously because the election commission does not have the capacity to deal with security and policing in the middle of a pandemic right if you don't have the capacity to do it either you don't hold the election at that time or you actually build an election calendar that makes it much less likely for you to run into these kinds of troubles right sanjay you want to no, no sampath i i i i agree fully that you know eight phase election was not desirable but i also think that election commission never thought that the pandemic would come back in such a uh, such a form the way which are which we are facing at the moment uh, but i think keeping in mind how people have suffered during last one year and election commission did conduct one election last year that was the state of bihar uh, and our prime minister honorable prime minister narendra modi keeps saying aapda mein avsar election commission should have thought of some innovative ways of how to conduct election if there is any a, a difficult situation and there can't be a more much more difficult situation than pandemic maybe who knows tomorrow there could be another difficult situation maybe a big flood uh, so 
uh, election commission had, should have thought carefully. I am not an advocate of online voting, but I think this was the occasion when election commission should have put a, now I would say put a ban on entire, complete ban on big public rallies. But that should have been done right at the beginning before the first ball was bowled in the cricket match. So before the first uh, before the first rally has taken place, when the election commission made an announcement, at that time election commission should have made clear no big rallies, etc., etc. All the rules should have been laid down at the very beginning. Uh, that was the time election commission should have thought innovative ways of holding election, putting a ban on election or, or on election rallies, allowing only say door-to-door campaign, etc., etc. Whatever innovations election this was the time when election commission should have tried something. Uh, something would have worked out. Something may have been a fiasco, but I don't think a bigger fiasco than what we are facing at the moment. Three phases are still to go and look at how the corona is spreading in all the states, including West Bengal. So in a, in a future, let's say six months down the line, maybe uh, the, uh, say six months down the line, there is an election to be held. You, you are okay if the election commission or whoever uh, uh, finally decides, uh, decides that uh, there are going to be no mass rallies Whatever else you want to do by way of campaigning, go ahead and do it. But in this election, there will be no mass rallies. You're okay with that kind of a uh, Absolutely, of a absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there is a hypothetical situation. The elections are due in UP, Punjab, uh, Uttarakhand next year in the month of February. And election commission should take lessons from what is happening at the moment. Uh, whether there is no pandemic at the time, and I really hope that there is no pandemic at the time, but I think election commission should take lessons and make some innovations. I would welcome if there is a complete ban on big rallies. Uh, only local campaign uh, should be allowed, door-to-door campaign. Political leaders and political parties will also innovate different ways of campaigning. What is campaign meant for? The campaign is meant for establishing a connect with the voter. They will find different ways of establishing a connect with the voter. It is not necessary. It is not that the big camp rallies are the only way to establish a connect. There would be different ways of establishing connect. It's not we can communicate to each other. Who thought that we would be having lots and lots of Zoom meeting? One year ago, I had never, I had never not heard even of what is a Zoom meeting. Now we are doing lots and lots of Zoom meeting. Lots of important meetings are held on different platforms. So political parties will also innovate some certain ways of establishing a connect with the people. So Finally, I would say, yes, I would welcome if election commission in the coming election, at least as a trial basis, put a complete bang on, ban on big rallies. Uh, Nilanjan, your final thoughts on, uh, do you think the pandemic, uh, with, with, with sort of experts predicting a third wave possibly in India, is, is the pandemic likely to reconfigure the nature of election campaigns in India? Like, how do you see this happening going forward? So I think the election commission needs to take the lead. I agree with Sanjay on this, right? Which is that, look, you know, you cannot fault on one level any political party or any political actor from trying to win the election, given the tools that, uh, you, you know, the party's disposal, given that they're, you know, uh, conditional on being legal. Um, it is up to the election commission to set ground rules that do not put parties, party workers, and ordinary citizens at risk, right? Uh, several things we've talked about over this uh, discussion. One is no large-scale rallies. 
I do not think, I never think there's an excuse for a seven or eight phase election ever, but uh, certainly not uh, in a time like this. You need to be able to conduct your elections quickly. There's a huge challenge for Uttar Pradesh. I understand that. But if you do not feel that you can, uh, you know, conduct an election relatively quickly, if it's going to take two months or something to conduct the election, then then you'll have to think of something else because you're playing with fire. Um, and, um, you know, I, I agree with Sanjay that, you know, parties do innovate and, and, and are continually innovating in campaigns. And, um, you know, having a set of campaigns that are largely door to door, right, uh, that have rallies that are limited in the number of people who can physically be there, but can be broadcast in various ways. Uh, perhaps even the election commission setting up ways in which that can be done. That's the kind of road that we're going to have to see um, over the next year or two, because this, uh, you know, coronavirus is not going away. It's not going away this year. It's not going away next year. Um, it's going to take a few cycles before it gets under control if history has taught us anything. And uh, so I do hope that the election commission learns from this uh, because, you know, as I said, there, you know, Assam and West Bengal are two states that had multi-phase elections this time, and they both have R values over two right now, right? We don't know. There's no obvious causal link, but we don't know what's caused the explosion in Assam and West Bengal in particular, right? They're among the highest, uh, quick, the most rapidly spreading states for coronavirus. Uh, but we certainly don't want to add to the trouble. Um, and, uh, you know, that is something the election commission is Right, right. Sanjay, any last words uh, from your side on this? No, no. Thank you, Sampad. Thank you. Fine, fine. Thank you so much, uh, Sanjay and Nilanjan. I guess uh, we are we are going to be. Uh, I think we are we agree on two points. One is that uh, as long as the election commission does not uh, have the wherewithal to sort of enforce the kind of uh, rules necessary to ensure the sa the safety and security of the people involved in campaigns, uh, it has to take the lead. Uh, in terms of uh, mandating whatever rules are necessary and forcing political parties to innovate so that uh, election campaigns, if they are going to be held in a pandemic situation, are held without jeopardizing people's health and safety. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.